Hi, I'm Haley, author of the book blog, Brook and Binding. And I'm Maddie, upcoming debut author of Take My Sunshine, coming winter 2024. And this is Lit Sis. Hey, Mad. Yeah, Haley. Don't you have an Instagram? I do have an Instagram. You can see all that I'm reading at Maddie Reads a lot. M-A-D-D-Y, right? right, M-A-D-D-Y. And then don't you have another one? I do. I do have a new Instagram that you can follow me for all of my author things at Emmy Glenn's underscore author. M-E-G-L-I-N-Z underscore author. I love it. I also have an Instagram. Ooh, yes. Would you like to share? It's Brooke and Binding. Mm -hmm. And if you want to see anything about LitSys itself, you can find information about LitSys at LitSys Podcast on Instagram as well. Go check them out. Happy Friday, LitSisners. Hello, hello. Um, We are coming to you today on this. Wait a minute. What? What? Okay, so you know that light thing that I got that goes around your neck? Yes. I'm playing with it right now, and I just realized that the part that actually goes around your neck has a little felt spot, so you're not getting straight metal in your or plastic in your back. <laughs> That's so cool. I was just so thrown off because I was just touching it, and I was like, why does this feel weird? Um, well, that's, that's so really random of for, me. Uh, well, because it's a... Um... A reading light for around your neck so when you're laying down or sitting or whatever you have a light so that's probably why yeah. it's like a little comfort instead of just straight up metal like you said yeah that's true that's true um makes sense but yeah i'd like i've noticed it's it's just black but i didn't know what it was and then i touched it with my thumb and i was like what oh my what? um anyway <laughs> That is not what we we're talking about today. Although I will say it has been extremely helpful. I'm a big fan of the neck light. Oh, good. You've never thought about getting a neck light? I would recommend. It's very, it's very nice. Mine comes with three colors of light. So it's got like a blue, like cool light, a warm, like orange yellow toned light, and then like a white light. Hmm. Yeah, I think mine does too. I have three different colors as well, and it's really nice because at different points of the night or just what I'm specifically looking at like the different lights are really really nice and we actually have one that I used to clip onto my book but now I have it on my like headboard so Uh it's kind of like this little night light like right above like where my head would be instead of on the book so even if I'm not actually reading it's like a little just glow that's really beneficial so like I can get ready for bed and it's not super bright or things like that so I've kind of started using it as like a little bit of a a side um well not a side like a night night side table night side table yeah it's been a while since I've actually had a good bedside table it's so Mm -hmm. frustrating so my husband and I move around a lot for work and we end up staying in a lot of different places and for the weirdest reason his side of the bed because you know you got side of the beds his side of the bed, wherever we stay, always ends up having like a bedside table, and mine does not. And Weird. it's so frustrating. The last place we stayed, we both had a bedside table, but this time we neither of us have a bedside table. It's like they're shelving, it's like a built-in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is cool. 
Um, mm-hmm. but literally every other time before that, including, um, I think, no, when we, the first place we ever lived, I had a bedside table. But after that, it was like, I don't know, it just felt like all this multiple times it would, he, he would have it and I would not. Um, mm-hmm. anyway. So yeah, having a little neck light is very helpful for those times that you don't have like a, a little table or something like that. I will say it can be a little uncomfortable when I'm laying on my back, but I maybe usually because you weren't using the felt. Yeah, maybe I just wasn't. Yeah, wasn't. I didn't utilize it. Well, let's see now if it if it's different. Let's, yes. We'll have to see. Yes, but that is literally not what today is about at all. Um, I literally just completely went off the rails there. Um, however, let me throw this into. You know what? This I can segue. I can segue this. If you guys have ever been on Emmy Guns underscore authors Instagram, aka my Instagram for my book, you will see that it says reader by lamplight bum, 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 mm-hmm. in my bio. So perfect way to segue. I am a reader by lamplight. Um, but today we are going to talk all about my book that's coming out. It will be coming out more. I keep saying winter 2024. And my husband told me that it makes or was it you that told me that it makes it sound like over a year from now yeah I don't know if I had said that but I was thinking oh that means it's coming out at like in 2024 yes like 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 in I wasn't thinking like January or February of 2024 I think I was thinking like a year from now 2024 yeah that is what my husband said too and it's very much not a year from now it's very much going to be between January and February and it's kind of been solidified that it'll be January so I just updated that it now says January in my bio um, but today we're gonna talk all about my book that's coming out um, give you guys a little bit of the inside scoop and talk a little bit about what is on there I, I just have released the cover um, so if you can if you go right now on Friday the day that this episode released and go to um, at Emmy Glenn's underscore author, which is, again, my author Instagram. You will see it. I made one of those posts where it's like multiple squares big. Mm-hmm. So it looks kind of funky when it doesn't all line up. But when it does line up, which is every every weekend, it's all lined up. Um, it, you can see the full cover and it looks pretty darn cool if you ask mm-hmm. me. So I think for me, I, I I guess I can kind of like interview you. So I've got like a few questions. Okay, sounds good. One, let's give the audience a bit of a like a little synopsis or maybe like what genre your book is, like things like that. So what would you say like for, because you don't want to give spoilers, you don't want to give too much detail, but you did post a synopsis with I each did. of those um, book cover um, posts. So like, what would you say, I guess, um, without reading word for word, the synopsis, what the story is about or what kind of genre it fits in? And um, yeah, let's start there. Okay. So it is, I love being interviewed. Um, so it is a contemporary fictions, like the general genre that it is uh, under. Um, it has romance. It has like um, self-discovery, identity, that kind of stuff. Um, in the easiest way that I can explain it um, is to, and like not making it, trying to make it not sound fancy to really get to the core of what it's about. 
it is about how a professor of college there's this professor of college okay it's too complex i can't it's not that complex let me get let me i gotta hold up (laughs) it's so hard to explain let me just start with this so i gotta just start at the beginning so in the beginning there's this main character in modern day I don't know why I made him a guy, too. Like, I'm very much a lady. I don't know why my main characters are men. Who knows? Because um, I got to learn something. And I can teach him. Um, but our main character is a college student. He makes a radically terrible decision one night when he gets really drunk. And um, when he he actually, like, pukes, I think. I've rewritten this scene so many times. I think he, like, pukes. And, like, stubs his toe on, like, a fire hydrant and is in a really bad space. Um, and lo and behold, who finds him but one of his professors. Um, not only that, but it was one of his professors who had just given him a lecture about being responsible earlier that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so his professor, it's a little bit different from the time that you read it, Haley. His professor makes him some food and he kind of gets into why he cares about his student being so responsible and 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 taking responsible taking responsibility and being like a good student um and just a good person and he gives him the story of him and so the vast majority of the book is the story of the professor in college um and who he is and it's uh vastly a love story it's vastly um him searching for who he is as he is learning to grow up and be an adult. So the vast majority of the book is looking at this professor when he is a college student in 1990 and 1991. Um, He ends up uh, pining after there's a girl. He also is dealing with own issues with his family and his identity. He is Indian American and he has like his family feuds a lot between, um, between their beliefs and things like that. So he kind of has to, it's about him growing up in this, college age and how he kind of goes from being someone who doesn't really care about things to being someone who is responsible and caring and kind and turns it um, as, as a way to inspire his student to kind of turn get his, his life around together. yeah get his act <laughs> together be like hey this is what happened to me why don't you learn from it? That's pretty much mm-hmm. the, the the gist of the story. So I actually was so he's very... like a t- go ahead. No, you go. Sorry. So he's kind of like a teacher of 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 a, a subject, but also of life. Yes, he's trying to teach him some stuff about how to make life not as challenging and to make good choices. Essentially, yes, exactly. And it's not like a. It's very much not like a do blah 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 it's very much like you get to be wrapped up in this story and it all it all happens on a single night so everything so he tells this whole story while they are sitting around his kitchen table um and Devin that's the college students sobering up um and it's very much about like let me just tell you about my life and you can take what you want from it so it's very interesting that um the professor kind of his last name is Asan, um, A-S-A-N, um, and he is of Indian uh, heritage, 
and his last name the meaning means like wise teacher and things like that so it there's a little bit of I hope that my English teachers would be proud of me for having a little bit of <laughs> in there. Um, and the, the inspiration for like a storytelling kind of thing, which I don't know if you know this, it was, I was inspired by the way that not read, I have not read the book, but I was inspired by the way that the movie fried green tomatoes is put together. Oh yes. Yeah. It's a very similar situation. You get kind of a few snippets in Kathy Bates life, but a lot of it mm-hmm. is her talking to this older woman at this nursing home who's telling her about like the story of her life when um so i was very inspired by that movie as a kid um and i liked the way of storytelling um and utilized a similar a similar way um for the for this book so love that okay so so that's kind of where the my other question was where did inspiration come from so it kind of sounds like the fried green tomatoes types of style mm-hmm. where it's just like this life story. Um, you also have a passion for um, like Eastern countries. Um, yes. You've been to Nepal and India before. And so mm-hmm. your passion for that general culture and area is probably where some of that inspiration came from as well. Um, so is there anything else specifically that you're like, I really felt inspired to write this. So I guess too, like, when did you start writing it and maybe how, what was like the initial, I feel this need to write this story. Where did that come from? Um, so yeah, fried green tomatoes is the way that inspired the structure of the story. My interest in like South Asia um, really helped me. I actually was thinking about it when I was in high school is when I first started writing it. And I knew that I wanted it to be um, diverse in the way of how, how a main character would be struggling with their life in because we grew up in kind of a small town with a lot of white people um and I really wanted to see like how would a main how would that main character struggle with his identity growing up in this small town um and and I wanted it to be I really liked South Asia and I thought this is this is so silly but at the time I thought to myself I feel like I don't read like when people want diversity in a book, I feel like they may put characters in that are black, which is great. But I was like, I feel like there's not a ton of diversity of like South Asian people in like American literature and stuff like that, which is fair. There's they're not as big of a percentage of the population. But I was like, I think that deserves I think that deserves a voice. And I already had a lot of interest in South Asia. So I did a ton of research. I had uh, people in my uh, when I was in high school in my, in my grade who, um, were South Asian, um, one who was male, one who was female. And so I talked to them a little bit about what it was like growing up. And then, um, Haley, you and I are both of Lebanese descent as well. So like getting to think about my own, how I viewed my own identity as well helped, um, shape the whole thing. And then I, so I started writing it in high school and the overall story, I feel like I was inspired one day by there's this little hill in the town that we grew up in um, and people used to sled down it all the time. And so my initial inspiration was I would just wrote a scene about these two characters sledding down this hill Um, and they were flirty and they were being cutesy um, and then I was like, well, what would this story look like if it was larger, these college students and why are they sledding down this hill? And so I was inspired by just this hill um, and what it's like to sled. And I was always like a very romantic kid growing up, always wondered, 
all everything I thought about was sprinkled in with some romance. And so I said, I thought to myself, what would this look like in a romantic setting? What would, what are, who are these people? What are their lives? How does this expand out? Um, and just like, it felt almost as if they just started like weaving their own story in my head. It was very much like they just came to life for me. And then I was like, when, what if I made this story more than just a romance? What if this story is about how we view each other and view our own lives and view our own accomplishments? And what does it actually mean to be, to do something with your life and be happy about it? And yeah, that's kind of like the ultimate where the inspiration came from was that little hill and sledding and just thinking about who are these people? Why are they sledding? And what story do they have to tell? So I really relate when J.K. Rowling was like, the Harry Potter series just like came into my head because after just like writing that little scene, very first scene I ever wrote, I think it was like a sophomore in high school. It just kind of carried on from there. Oh, that's amazing. So I was going to ask when did you actually start writing it? And then uh, maybe when did you start writing in general? Because I know obviously as your sister that you have written for a really long time but like I'm kind of asking as like yeah you're an interviewer yeah who maybe doesn't know those answers so when (laughs) did this book actually start and then maybe when did you actually start writing in general so I first started writing this book when I was a sophomore in high school I had finished the vast majority of it um by the end of high school but then I rewrote a ton of stuff as I was in college myself and then I didn't actually fully complete every single scene of the book until I after my sophomore year of college so it was a good solid four years there um as a writer in general I've been writing since I was like learned how to put together a sentence I think um I distinctly remember a friend in elementary school and I in like the third grade, we're going to like decided we were going to write a book together and it was going to be kind of like the Goosebumps series, but it was going to be like mystery. And it was something about like ghosts and dolphins and a lake house or something like that. And we wrote every other chapter, hand wrote everything. Um, and then eventually she kind of gave up on it and I kind of wanted to keep writing it, but I didn't really like the idea anymore. Um, and so instead I wrote a story about two, this is me in elementary school. This is so bad. This is really bad. I think this has to be later years, like fifth grade. It's still terrible. It's still bad. (laughs) I wrote a story. (laughs) I wrote a story about two coworkers who have a drunken one night stand (laughs) and they get and she gets pregnant and so instead of like facing the consequences of their actions they just leave their jobs and go on a road trip around the u.s for to go to like a funeral they had to go to a funeral for someone's like uncle or something and so they decide let's go on this road trip but they make it like incredibly stressful It, it somehow lasts the entire pregnancy i don't know how that happened um so I wrote that next. Um, but yeah, so overall from like the third grade was writing, um, really I would always carry a spiral notebook with me everywhere. Every word of this book was for the most part handwritten. 
um, except for very major, major edits that I made. Then and then wrote in every, almost every was originally written in a notebook that I still have with the pages all falling off. So that's how I I've never successfully finished writing anything just with a computer. <laughs> it's always been well, handwritten. It's easy too because it's like oh I can just like grab the paper really quick. I've got this little idea or jaunt it down like jot it down or whatever. And so it's mm-hmm. a little bit more convenient instead of like sitting down to like type out a scene. Yeah. Um, but I definitely remember that story about that like drunken girl <laughs> and our parents being like, where did this come from? Why did you write? It? She's like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. I'm like, you're like not that old. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, I think they were a little concerned of like, what is happening? Well, probably, here? probably. Um, but anyway, yeah, you have always been very creative and always had a story to tell and always was very um, in tune with just um emotions people around you and um like nuances of a situation and so it makes sense that you would want to write about that stuff because those are details that you specifically pick up on in a setting that you're just normally in in your life and so then it's like well what would I do if I could rewrite the scene or if I could rewrite what was happening and what kind of nuances is there and Mm -hmm. like you said I feel like you've always been a a big romantic so Yes. It makes sense that like in your story there's gonna be love, but also you love drama, so there's gonna be loss. There's yes, a lot they... of you know, there needs to be a balance. And sometimes you like a little bit more sad than happy. That that <laughs> is that is true. I, I am known to to do that. I have another book that is in the works that is literally so incredibly sad. Um, but I love it. I, I was gonna I say love you literally sad. about to say, and I love it. Like, I knew that was your next sentence. It's super sad, but it's my favorite. I love it so much. I just like I pick it up, I start to cry. And that means that it's awesome. I like books that make you feel something. Feel depth of emotion. Yeah, it doesn't always mean, like, your soul has to get ripped out. Only sometimes. But you know that feeling? Mm. You know the feeling of how how in five years made you feel? Yeah. That's how I like my books to feel. (laughs) Well, I like that feeling too, but that doesn't mean I like am purposely going to try to make something super duper sad and cry. Fair. There's always there's always resolution though. There's always a Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So sticking with this one. So how did we come across the title and the cover? So if you haven't looked at it yet, it's a blue cover with the title on it with a camera and some sunflowers. So, and a, some like stars and constellations, like there is just this beautiful, like just so many little elements happening. So how did that come about? And maybe where did the title come from? So uh, I will first talk about what the old title used to be, because for the longest time, this book existed and was in my head as the Miss and I, as like a play on the Mrs. and I, like when people say that, the Miss and I. Um, And then there was this whole, I don't even know if you ever read a part, this book, like the book like this, there was this whole segment about Oh my gosh, it just was so endless. There was like this segment about, so the Miss and I was written on the back of a photo 
Which oh, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that Devin, the college student, finds. And he's like, the missing eye, what would this mean? And then he's like, what if, if I say it fast, it sounds like the missing eye. So what if I try and find things that have eyes that are missing? It just, it went too, it was just, it, it was just, it was like, Reel I was trying back, to be Devin. incredibly <laughs> self-aware. Devin got really obsessive with the story in the original, the original well, he kind of book. Thought, so he found the photo. And then yeah. he's trying to figure out who was in the photo. And then he yeah. figures out that it's his professor. Yes. And so and he, he like, approaches the professor about yeah. the photo. But and wasn't prof- he originally doing community service or something like that? And found version the photo? two. That's like version two. Okay. Version okay. the version that's out that's gonna be coming out is kind of a mixture of the two, but there is no photo finding. The photo is just brought up later. So it still exists. But in the original one, Devin is super drunk, finds his old photo, realizes it's his professor, reaches out to his professor, and his professor, for some reason, there wasn't a good motive, decides to tell the story behind the photo. Devin gets really drunk, finds the photo, has to do community service, and then... No, 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 sorry. He gets really drunk, gets in trouble, has to do community service, and while he's doing community service, he finds this old photo, realizes his professor reaches out to him, and then, again, no real good motive, <laughs> his professor decides to tell him the reason behind the photo. And so I was like, how do I, how do I give Dr. Asan a motive to actually tell him the story? And that's how the current version came to be. So for the longest time, it was the Miss and I, because that was written on the back of this photo that Devin finds that eventually is used in version C coming out, but not in the same way. And so I ended up taking inspiration from my own life. Um, so sunshine in general is a really big theme of the book. Sunshine, nighttime, stars, things like that. But sunshine is really important. Um, and like the is, color yellow and the color yellow sun in general I'm actually very surprised I didn't go with a yellow cover but I really the blue is the only color that I could think of when I thought of the cover I, I yellow just didn't come to me but I think um, it's because then the yellow pops more it does a contrast there so that is true out. it's more um, like a blue is more of a neutral it is more of a neutral and it's a nice blue um and so sunshine's really important and so I was actually very inspired by um i can't say too much about this because it'll give stuff away i was really inspired by the song you are my sunshine um it i remember singing (laughs) during choir class in (laughs) june of 2013 was it no the specific month is (laughs) killing me how do you know that it is that month because hold on i'll do right now um (laughs) why uh, June of 2012. Okay. Yes, I'm telling you exactly why I know. Um, okay. I'm giving you the reason why I know, and it's because the reason that I'm texting you right now, I found out that day. Okay. So it's distinct in my head. Um, so can so, I just say really quick? It was like we had a family member pass. Yeah, yeah. We just had a family member pass. So it was a distinct day because I remember being in choir class june 2012 and we started singing you are my sunshine um and for some odd reason i started to cry and i don't know why i started to cry um (laughs) why did i make it rhyme um 
me and all my emotions. But then when my mom picked me up from school that day, she had told us that our family member had passed away. And I just remember thinking to myself, I must have known it somewhere (laughs) deep inside. Um, That's why I cried. But anyway, so I start to associate it. You are my sunshine with very strong emotions. You also, Haley, saying you are my sunshine to our dog who was dying just a few I months prior all, no I used to sing it to her all the time that was like okay. my song to the dog and then yeah. yes I sang it to her before she died yes that was sad anyway um but just I'll just just to say the song you are my sunshine evokes strong emotions for me and then I thought it worked really well because sunshine and sun in general beauty and things like that is really important so for a book about love loss identity searching I thought utilizing a bit of the lyrics from you are my sunshine would work but I didn't want it to be obviously just you are my sunshine so I took the part that says take my sunshine um like in the lyric when it goes um please don't take my sunshine away because I feel like the take my sunshine part was a little bit more obscure we wouldn't necessarily pin it to the song as Mm -hmm. well as it is it's you know it it catches your attention take don't like take my sunshine it's grabbing Mm -hmm. what are we taking What's the sunshine? Mm-hmm. I think it evokes mm-hmm. a lot of questions. Um, and then the cover itself went with this blue. That Take My Sunshine is in white. Um, the camera um, represents one of the characters. The flower kind of represents a combination of the characters. And then the stars um, and the constellations represent a different character. So camera is one character. Stars constellations are another. And the sunflower is kind of what binds them. Uh, together um so yes it is it is it is a lot it used to not have the stars on it but now I can't imagine not having the stars I think it just Mm -hmm. I think it looks grand but that is where the the title comes from is from the you are my sunshine song and the cover comes from from all the different characters and what they represent I love it. Well, I know that I am super excited. And I know for a long time, we've been saying, you know, um, upcoming debut author. Oh my gosh, for so long. actually are an upcoming debut author that has a date coming January 2024. Mm -hmm. I have obviously read this book, but I know you've continued to tweak it. I know you have an editor working with you to make sure everything is spick and span and, and perfect. And so do you feel like this story, since you've crafted it so many different times, do you feel like this published version is like complete? Or do you still feel like you could nitpick at it and continue to weave it and change it? Or do you really feel like this C version that you were talking about is like the actual version? I think the C version is, it's hard because I, I, I removed a lot of things that I really loved from the previous versions in order for this version to make sense. I needed, mm-hmm. I needed the motivations behind the characters to make sense. I needed the plot to actually make a lot of sense. So I removed a ton of stuff that didn't actually like, it maybe contributed to a little bit of the characters, but in the end, like actually like, I don't know. It didn't feel realistic to me. It just didn't mm-hmm. feel after a while. I was like, ah, I like this because I like imagining in my head. I like the dialogue. It's great. But would this actually happen in real life? Would how, how we got here? Cause I'll say, for example, there's a really good scene from version B 
that I had to omit just because the timeline of the way that the book works is different. The timeline used to be the story was told over multiple months. And so Devin is living his life and then coming back to Dr. Hassan and like hearing, hearing more, of, more the story. of the story. But it didn't make any logical sense to me why a high school, a college junior would take time out of his day to come and listen to this story without it turning into this thing that he was obsessed with. And, and, and him becoming obsessed with the story never looked good for Devin. It, he didn't, he, it just looked bad on him. And so it had to turn it into the only reason he hears this entire story is because it's told to him in a single night. So a lot of the things that happened with Devin over those months were omitted because they just don't exist anymore. They don't happen in the timeline. And so there is this really good conversation that he has with one of the characters um, in the latter half. Um, and I loved it. It was full of emotion there. It was full of trying to find resolution between the two characters, but it just is not there in, in version C because it just, the timeline just doesn't work for that anymore. I like to think that that still happens but the way that the book is set up now, um, it's not, it doesn't happen in there anymore. Um, so I would say it probably is the best version because of the way that it gets to the ultimate root of the story I want to tell. Um, but it is missing, it's probably, it's missing some of the things that made the book a little bit longer and a little bit more winded, but maybe like added a little extra stuff that I enjoyed but maybe probably wasn't necessary for the realisticness or the enjoyment of the story itself so I'm wondering if some of those things that you have written but you haven't put in the book would be fun as like little snapshots of things of like maybe once the story um, once your book is published I mean like hey this is a little deleted scene or something like that or yeah. whatever like that would be really interesting because they'd also be able to to share some of those beloved moments that you've crafted but like you said maybe just didn't fit in this actual finished version but that doesn't mean that those you know situations and stuff didn't happen for the the um characters farther down the road like you were saying so I always like when authors will do stuff like that of like hey here's a little bit more you know those characters that you love here's a little bit extra here's a little bit more of mm-hmm. something that you know happened to them or whatnot so just a little idea there just a um, little bit so anyway, we can't, unfortunately, be reading your book at the current moment for what are we reading? No. Because it has not been released. Uh, but obviously, we will keep everyone up to date as to how that progress is happening when we get a specific date for sure coming out. And just any other updates that you have, if there's anything on your Instagram. So um, why don't you shout that out one more time and then we can talk about what we actually have access to read. Yes. If you want to see more of all the things about Take My Sunshine, you can check out my Instagram at m.e.glinz underscore author. That is my author name. It's the name I wanted to go by since I was a child, and I feel like I would be remiss to not do that. Um, So you can check out all this stuff. Um, If you go look on the account today, um, I'll be posting about this like interview episode that is on the Litsis podcast. I'll also post about that. And then on Monday, there will be a new character reveal. Um, I've done one already of Benison. Um, and then I'll do another character reveal on Monday. Um, so that's where you can find all the upcoming stuff 
about Take My Sunshine. So for myself, I am reading, holy crap, wait, hold on. I know it. I was going to say, what's the author's name? I know. I'm reading You're Invited by Amanda Jayatissa. Very nice. I have already read that. (laughs) You have read it. Um, I think, didn't you give it like three stars? I think so. I gave it like a smiley on um, book of the month. And I just said, it's a unique plot with a unique setting. I wasn't sure where the author was going to go with some of the elements, but it wrapped up fairly successfully in the end. An interesting and fairly fast paced read. Nice. I love that you had that pulled up. I sure did. Just ready Um, to read. Yeah. Ready. Technically. Also, it's so weird. I have now transitioned out of being interviewed to just being, what book am I reading? Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what are you reading? I am currently reading The Many Lives of Mama Love by Laura. Oh, yeah. So I officially decided to pick it up and read it. And I will say I was reading it earlier and she is talking about how Oh, we talked about this before. So um, it's this woman says a memoir of lying, stealing, writing and healing. Mm -hmm. Um this lady who's just like a regular suburban mom who somehow which I don't know how all this detail happens yet gets addicted to like heroin and then (laughs) ends up in jail and the scene that I was reading earlier is that the police show up to her house and come to arrest her and her husband and her little son who's like maybe two years old or something like that it's not super old um two to three maybe and like like toddles over to her and he's watching wonder pets and we like used to watch that show i know you used to watch it and Mm -hmm. he's like oh my you know and she wants to give him a hug but her hands are handcuffed and she's like Mm -hmm. and i'm like sitting there like the the mother in me is like oh my goodness like how sad you know and she's like child protective services takes her son and all she wants to know is who has him and do they know how he falls asleep and you know like all these like mom thoughts that like I can totally relate to so I did get some feelings earlier no actual tears um but now she's like diving into prison life and like this like Mm -hmm. system that she had to deal with and so intrigued I will say it's a little bit more like um I guess in a weird way like cerebral than I was anticipating and it's not really that much but it's it's not like feel-good memoir it's like hey this is crap stuff you know what I'm saying it's like okay (laughs) we're on we're along for the ride here um but I am enjoying it and I think it's gonna be um probably a pretty high rating overall once I um get a chance to finish it hopefully in the next day or so Okay, that's exciting. How far are you in it, did you say? Um, maybe like a fourth of the way. So okay. I have a good amount to go, but I'm hoping to get a good amount done in the next little bit. Is it over 300 pages or is it under? Um, I don't know. I can look really quick if you it want. It says Simon & Schuster says it is 319. Well, then you have the answer. Ooh, um, there, oh, I, li- I kind of like 304. Okay, there's this other cover version Oh, um, that I'm sending you right now. I think it fits maybe the genre a little bit better. Ooh, I like that much Isn't better. Isn't that nice? Yeah, it's like That's this. very cool. The only thing I could think of is that maybe they thought it would be look too much like Orange is the New Blacks. Oh, I see what you're saying. 
But yeah, it's like a yeah, split yeah, yeah. half image of this blonde lady. And on one half, she's wearing an orange jumpsuit. And the other half, she's wearing like a blue button down shirt. Mm-hmm, and it says mm-hmm. a prison journey to hell and back. So I feel like that embodies probably a little bit more of what the book's yeah. about. Definitely. Definitely. But I'm glad you're enjoying it so far. Mm-hmm. And you like your book so far? I do like it so far. It, it is very easy to read. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And maybe maybe you'll uh, agree with my my rating of it of like, not sure where some of that stuff's going to go, but apparently yeah. she's got a good hold on it. We will see. You know, Ruth Wears Zero Days is still at the top of my book stack. Just waiting. Yeah, I know. We can read that. We could read that next, or you can read History of Wild Places. Just saying. Well, you know, I'm actually going to get through my book of the months first. <sighs> okay, fine. Besides You're Invited, I have four book of the months and then Ruth Ware. So only five other books that are like ahead. Okay, so that's not, not that not many. too bad. No. That's so, not too many. Yeah. I just can't and wait for you to read it and then we can have a conversation and then you can be like, oh my gosh, now I know why you were making me want to read this so much because it's amazing. And I'd say, yes, this is going to be a good moment. Okay. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited for you for that. I hope it's not another Cersei. Ooh, that could be rough. Gosh, I like I was smiling and then my mouth immediately dropped when you mentioned Cersei. I'm not lying. Because it's like I love it and you don't. And so let's not have that again. Yeah. No, thank you. But you know what I am gonna love? What your book. You know what? <laughs> That's true. And you might oh. and you might like a better in version C where things make a little bit more logical sense. Well, I liked it even in version A and B, so I'm Thank sure you. C is perfect. Thank you. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. So be on the lookout. We'll be giving more updates later on. But my book, Take My Sunshine, will be out in your hands in the new year. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for taking a break from reading. Now go flip some pages. Mm-hmm.